0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Boom, boom. What is up, everybody? What up? And welcome into Studio Day Heffrey and Studio Day Jesse. Uh, I am, of course. <laughs> The self-proclaimed greatest wide receiver in the history of Abilene Christian to never record an official statistic, and that is Jesse Holly. Who, well, he played for the Cowboys, which is a little bit better, but just a little bit. But just a little bit. Good morning, Jesse Holly. How are you, sir?
0: Good morning, brother. Uh, I know I said this in the pre-show, but I, what I say in private is not like the same public. I love that shirt. I love that shirt. I yeah. do. Like this is not, this is not like a backhanded compliment, like a little slight little, you know, take a jab. I absolutely love that shirt. Yeah, it's linen. It's linen. That's an amazing. I discovered,
1: I discovered I'm a linen man. I discovered that uh, two weeks ago. I'm a linen guy.
0: And linen is, is a great fabric because you get away with the wrinkles in linen because people know that you really can't keep, Wrinkles out of linen, so they don't, they don't, they don't kind of challenge you or charge you up as much if it was a cotton or some other fabric. But linen gets away with the heavy, with the heavy, heavy, heavy wrinkle, and you go, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. You're going too many buttons up. You gotta oh, let that it down. Take, yeah. it down
1: yeah. take it down. Take it down. <laughs> take it down. Take it
0: down. Quick question. Quick question. Right. This is outside of football. What in your life? Goes faster right now. What in your life goes faster right now? Once you break a hundred dollar bill or the gas in your car, what goes faster? What do you think goes faster? I don't really
1: carry cash, but if I broke a hundred dollar bill, that would go faster than the tank of gas. Tank of gas is going to last me five to seven days. If I break a hundred, that money will be gone in 48 hours. Wow, I go to bars, dude
0: that's the life that you live now. Like you live the home life where gas lasts you five to seven days now.
1: Yeah. Home sometimes home longer, life. sometimes longer, but I also live the life where at least twice a week, I'm going to meet somebody somewhere and I'm going to spend 70 bucks a pop at the bar. So my, that hundred's going to go real fast, Jesse. Right. And that's why we are looking for super chats. Yes. Uh, I spent, I've spent money. I don't have, uh, <laughs> what was that last week? A couple weeks ago, I spent money. I don't have, Yep. And so, you know, we count on y'all to um please just help. us. Help. I, went
0: to the, I went to the dentist this morning. That, that bill is coming. So yep. please help us, help yep. us uh, pay for the lavish life that we are trying to live. Uh, please. We're begging yeah. you. We're, we're, yeah. I've been we're, making we're, poor
1: decisions. Yeah. We're poor we're, decisions no left and right.
0: And gas is high. And yeah. I need, I need a linen shirt. Like, uh, no, the golf clubs, right. They weren't stolen. Forget no. For so care. I thought
1: my golf clubs were stolen. But I never used the word stolen because I wasn't sure. I said they were not in my car. Um, They weren't, Bobby, they weren't stolen, Bobby. And so I thought somebody had probably stolen my golf clubs because I was on my way to go golf with our buddy Shippy, who's the DJ for the Stars and the Mavericks. I'm on my way to go golf with Shippy and I popped the trunk and there's no golf clubs and I went, well, shit, that's not good. Um, So I shot a 95 with some rental clubs out there in Irving, which is pretty impressive, according to me. Uh, but then I thought about it, and I was like, okay, there's two options. One, it's gone. Two, the last time I golfed was at Trinity Forest down in Dallas with uh, name drop with the greatest Texas Ranger of all time, Michael Young. Love man And let me tell you how Trinity Forest works. Trinity Forest is a nice course, so like you have to be a member. And so Michael Young is a member, so he hosted me and the two people who won a charity auction to play with us to benefit my friends at NAMI the national alliance on mental illness and so at the nice courses they have you drop your clubs when you pull up like you don't go park and carry your clubs in you drop them at the curb and the uh the servants the servant employees don't say that what no not the (laughs) servants It sure seems like that it. Like the, they're,
0: they're not the servants. Like That's they so, ask, "Can I rub your let's feet?" Find a, let's find a better word to use than servants. Let's let's, let's, find, let's find the 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 caddy handlers.
1: The caddy people, the, clubby the folks. People. The caddy clubby people. folks. But whatever. Yes. They're basically it's high school kids that are probably making way more money than uh, I would think. But anyway, so you just drop your clubs. You go park your car. You come on out. You do what you got to do, and your clubs are waiting on your cart, and you go play golf. You come back, and I was taking them off of the cart, and I was like, All right, I'll see you guys later. And they were like, Oh, no. Oh, sir. Sir, you, it was like, it's like you're at Chick fil A, but a golf course. Like, sir, you will not uh, carry anything. But see, see, that's the game. See, at the end of the
0: day, when we take them out the car for you and then bring them back for you, after the end of the day, it's like you do a little hand like this. Yeah. Because those, those high school kids are like, hey, you know, 10, 15, 20 buck tip at the end of the day for carrying a golf club to and from. You know, you do that enough times a day, you walk out of there with a nice, some nice scratch.
1: Yeah, you don't get a tip though if the guy forgets all about his clubs. Because so I went to carry him to my car and they were like, no, sir, no, sir. Of course. Uh, God bless you. No, uh, you, you will take care of that. We'll have him sitting right there on the curb for you. You go get the car and on your way out, we'll. Get those in the car for you. you just so what happened was I wasn't used to that treatment, so I walked to my car, got in my car, and drove home, which means that my clubs were just sitting on the curb at Trinity Forest, and then eventually they put them <laughs> back somewhere. <else. laughs> I called up there, and I was like, "Hey, that was my clubs up there," and they're like, "There are a lot of clubs here. Can you describe?" And I was like, "Sure." And they checked, and they had them. So my golf clubs are not stolen. Mazith in the super chat, thank you. That will help pay for part of my linen. My linen Amalfi Coast. Positano, uh, lemon linen shirt, but Cowboys, uh, stuff, you know, <laughs> Cowboys stuff. The only things that I've been looking at Jesse that have interested me over the last week or so is we're getting, we're creeping up on camp here in about what? Two weeks, two and a half weeks. I'll be out there, uh, are the, when the execs start ranking position groups, I get a kick right. out of it or I find it interesting. And so, like, they did their linebackers. And Micah Parsons, second best linebacker in the league. And they did their corners where Trayvon Diggs, 10th best corner in the league. So those are really the only two things that I've seen that are like, man, these are worth actually talking about. And then you sent me notes where you're like, hey, I want to talk about Micah Parsons. So here's Jesse Holly to talk about Micah Parsons.
0: No, it's funny that you said that because what I it to you were the exact same two people who they talked about who I want to talk about. Um, but, you know, here's my thing with, with Micah. And let me preface this, Booty Nasty, preface this before. Right, there's
1: nothing to hate on with Micah. There you isn't. cannot, if you do any hating on Micah Parsons I'm today, not, I swear on everything.
0: I'm not hating on Micah Parsons. I love Micah. We actually had a conversation the other day. He was looking for a gym. He chose Juice perfect gym over my gym, but that's fine. I was trying to get, I was trying to get some running and he, he's ducking me. That's cool. That's fine. But. I love Micah Parsons. I think Micah Parsons is a dog, elite. I think he's going to be. But the thing that I've been kind of thinking about when it comes to Micah Parsons, because at times when covering the Cowboys, things can kind of get a little bit overblown. And I'm not saying that Micah Parsons is overblown. What I am saying is, are we setting the expectation bar so high micah parsons that it's almost unattainable like because like like we like we're putting so much on you know he's the best linebacker in the league he's the best player in the league and he's the best this in the league, and, and all these things and it's like I, I, do we get to a point where because and we're seeing this a little bit now with zeke a lot of it is because of the contract but it happens in pro sports all the time and it's the it's a saying from 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 batman and it's you know you either die, you live long enough, you 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 die. You either die the villain. hero or you live long enough
1: to see yourself become the villain.
0: Right, you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And so we, we're building these things up for Michael Parsons and it's like, what happens? Because believe it or not, while I do think Michael Parsons is an elite level caliber of player, what will happen is things, he will be played differently. There is no more, like he, Micah, I don't know if you know this or not. You won't surprise the National Football League this year. Every defensive coordinator is, has been preparing for you since February. Also, Micah Parsons, when it comes, because, you know, he's saying 15 sacks. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's phenomenal. But at the end of the day, we kind of look at it somewhat of you are able to rush the passer more Last year, because of the freak injuries, because of injuries to tank, because of injury, because of suspensions to Randy. And so there were there were opportunities throughout the year where you had to go and play a Russian and to give yourself uh, those opportunities. I I just think are are we are we setting the bar so high that if he doesn't attain it, we're like, oh, oh, now we're like pointing the finger like you're the villain now, Micah.
1: Uh, Maybe for some people. Uh, I think it's actually perfect for the two guys that we we're going to talk about today because I think one of them, in my mind, there is no way he'll underachieve. I know exactly what he is. He's gonna be that every year until he hurts himself in some way. Like Micah Parsons is a freak show. I don't care what your plan is. you can't block him. I don't care what your plan is Your running back cannot run him. I don't care what you like Micah Parsons is a freak show. Trayvon Diggs is the one that I wonder like it's very possible that this year he has three or four picks instead of 11. And gives up plays. And we look back and go, oh, Trayvon Diggs is a, you know, decent, solid starter. Like, I don't think that's going to happen to him either. I think that he'll continue to be who he is and continue to get better and be really, really good. But I think that conversation could at least happen with him. Micah Parsons, I just think that's who he is. Like, there's nothing you can do about it because the only thing you can do about it is stop him. And I don't know the human who can. So, like, you can – you can say hey anytime he lines up on the edge, we're going to change our blocking scheme and make sure that we got two dudes there or we're going to do you can do whatever you want to do. But yeah, I think Mike from pretty much day 1 was the best linebacker in football. Uh, if you go by pass rush win rate, he's the best pass rusher in football. And so like saying those words is setting something real real lofty, but Mike is going to be a massive impactful player playing defense. Uh, that is damn near singular in the NFL, and he's going to be that for a decade. Like I have zero worries about anything, and maybe that'll make me the problem, because yeah, put the bar as high as you want. He's a freak show. Yeah, I ain't but, worried about it.
0: But him. honestly, like ten sacks for linebackers, like that's not a that's not a consistently real thing.
1: Right? No, but he's the only linebacker in the league that rushed as many times as he did. Like, he was doing and, – and the way he it's, talked about this offseason makes – it makes me think they're going to do it again because he is – this is wild ass, but he's talking about the record. He's talking about 23. Like, he's talking about, like, he's going to be rushing the passer all the time, which he's not. He's not.
0: But well, he will like, plenty. I, I think he – I think you will see a significant less amount of – edge like, like lining up Mica at the edge this year than you would last year because again we're talking about him doing that last year out of necessity right it, it was um. it, started, it started out as a almost like almost like you know what let's throw this Mica thing against the wall and see if it sticks and holy hell what do we have here and so there, 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 there was no rush to, you know, it was like, hey, if, if Randy comes back, he comes back. I mean, if, if Tank comes back, he comes back. And when Randy comes back, you know, we'll fill him in. And, and that's the thing. It was like, and, and well, and I don't people saying well, Randy's gone. Well, that's, that's why they went and they drafted a guy. They, they brought in Dante Fowler. They, they brought in other guys to supplement that role because they're not looking for Micah to be a legit every down edge rushing dude. Yes, I think I think in spurts, in spots, absolutely, but significantly, unless unless there's another major injury and, and Tank is out or whatever. But you brought guys in specifically for those roles, right? You brought you brought Sam Williams, you drafted Sam Williams, you brought in Fowler, you brought in a bunch of guys specifically for the rush edge situation. So I, I just think by simple mathematics. If, if you're if you're rotating Sam and again this is barring any injury or anything like that but if you're if you're rotating Sam uh Fowler um uh, Lawrence Ray, Lawrence, uh, D- Lawrence Armshaw and all those guys just by opportunity the numbers will decrease
1: yeah no you're like, you're not wrong about that here's my thing though is I think there's two things there's only one thing I think that could stop Micah from rushing the passer a bunch and that's if your linebackers suck because like right now, if Mike isn't lined up at linebacker, then who is? Leighton, vanderesh and Jabril Cox? And when J. Ron Kirst plays linebacker? So, like, that's the only thing that I worry about is, what if they don't have enough decent linebackers that he has to play too much linebacker? Because I don't care about Dorrance Armstrong. I don't care about Dante Fowler. I don't care about Sam Williams, because none of you can do what he can do. That might be the position that you play, not one of you, even on your best day, while you're having a wet football dream, can rush the passer like Micah can. So I don't care. He's going to get to do it a bunch, and you right, guys so, can
0: so, watch. So here, here's my here's my my earthly way of seeing how much people really believe what they say. So you're believing the 15 plus sacks on Michael Parsons? Yes.
1: Uh, I would. I'll do steak dinner bet on double digits. Easy. I won't pick 15, but I bet he has. 10 to 12 or 13 again
0: no pick a number let's 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 because that's where i'm going next i would set with...
1: micah's sack number at 11 and a half i'll take it okay what do i have oh. cd getting
0: 1300
1: no what am i or was it 12 i had to go back and listen Somebody will let us know. Somebody will let us know. Somebody will let us know, but yeah. But yeah, I would yeah. say, yeah, 11 and a half. Hold on, let me, uh, hold on. Let me get to these Super Chats, and let me uh, pay the bills in, in the other way real quick. Michael, appreciate you in the Super Chat. Micah is an elite company. Lamar, I got shanked by the butter knife. Love you guys. Micah stated he knows teams will scheme for him, so by him not changing his body this offseason can mean more mental growth. Samuel, Jesse's a hater. Let us have some hope and joy. But we, is Jesse actually finding a way to hate on Micah? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he is. Now, before Jesse can defend himself, I want to say uh, thanks to our partners at Bet Online, who we love so much. And they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Maybe go see what the over-under is on CD Lamb's receiving yards or Micah Parsons' sacks and go over with me or under with Jesse. Because I don't care. You don't have to be a homer or a hater. You just have to make money. I just want you to win. All the latest odds, new sports developments, MLB going, fighting news, next season's NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BLEAV to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. The only thing that stops Micah Parsons from getting double-digit sacks is if your linebackers suck and he has to play linebacker. And even in that scenario, if Dan Quinn's smart, he would say, whatever we're going to have a bad linebacker on the field. And Micah Parsons is going to sack the quarterback.
0: Shout out to our guy, sky Walker steel. And sky said, he said, you know, Mark, uh, Mike could still be effective blitzing from the a and B gap. And I'm, I'm sure. not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, trust me, sky, we'll have enough time to argue when we do our deal later on in the season, pre and post game show. Um, but I, I'm not hating on Micah Parsons. I love, I love everything about Micah Parsons. I really do. I, I love his enthusiasm.
1: Oh, that's the compliment, compliment sandwich.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I love everything about him. I just, I just, I don't want him to become the villain because we know how we do good players. We love them. We I mean we we love them. Some of you slurp them. Not my technique, not what Skull. I want to go with, not Skull. my mode, not my mode of celebration. But some of you want to slurp them. And I'm fine with that. You do what you do in the community or wherever you want to do that in. All I'm saying is, I don't want Micah to become
1: the villain right now. Because
0: people are going to say, oh, well, we didn't do, you know. No, but here's the thing.
1: I don't think he can be. Okay, this just popped in my head, but I don't think he can be. Because if he's not used as a pass rusher as much, and he ends up with, like, seven sacks because he's just playing linebacker and running around tackling uh, running backs and, like – who people are actually gonna get mad at is suddenly Dan Quinn won't be untouchable. No, because come at Dan Quinn, they'll be like, he didn't use Micah right. Micah's amazing, why didn't you use Micah right?" Here's what'll here's what happened. because
0: this This is, you're the hero, like, and I, I'm, I don't wanna keep using Zeke as a reference, but I'm gonna use Zeke as a reference. You're a hero until your time to get paid comes up. That's when the villainous stuff comes in. in the oh, it's
1: two years away from Micah. That's a, a this season. He's going to play this year and next year before he can even right. get paid. Yeah.
0: So when that comes into play and people go, oh, well, see, he's going to want big money later on. And now he only got seven sacks. You know, we're supposed to have this. We're supposed to have that. that That's the only part when I say, are we setting the expectations far too lofty for oh
1: Michael? That's what Steven's going to say. That's what Steven's gonna say. Steven's gonna be like, well, you know, now at the end of the day, linebacker is not the most valuable position, and he's like, that'll be that'll be Steven. But smart people will know Diggs is the one that's gonna have to deal with it. Diggs is the one who after this season, Trayvon Diggs is gonna have to deal with that because then Steven Jones is gonna start doing the thing where it's like, you know, and love the plays that he does make, but you know, you also see the yards uh, allowed, and it's just like I don't, I don't care. Dude, I don't care. Like, you have a really good player. Pay your really good player. And Diggs is going to have to deal with that this off season. He's going to have to deal with the Cowboys behind the scenes starting to feed journalists negative crap about him to see if they can get him for cheaper. They won't get him for cheaper. And then eventually they'll have to overpay for him because they suck at negotiating. Like, that's coming up after this season.
0: Now, this is what I call a fantastic – I was a fantastic tease of the place that we're going to. next. Fantastic tease. Oh. Fantastic.
1: Well, I'm a professional. No, or I was. I used to be.
0: Yeah. Um, what we want to talk about is Trayvon Diggs. Recently, Trayvon Diggs came out. He and his brother, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver at the Buffalo Bills, came out. And they have, they, they're they on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And, and their whole um, their whole journey has kind of been um, watched throughout. Of course, Stefan comes in the league first, and then Trayvon comes in after. And he has a spectacular year last year, uh, tied the touchdown, uh, sorry, excuse me, tied the interception record. What do you have 12 13 last year? What do you have? What do you have?
1: Uh, wait, who was who that? Trayvon, Trayvon, what, do you, what I think did he hit 11
0: have? 11, whatever, wherever <laughs> it was, right? And so, in this article, and most people are trying to, you know, talking about now, like, hey, will Steph and Trayvon ever play together? Will Does these two join forces, forces? Will these two, uh, uh, you know, combine their talents, one offensively, one defensively, and um uh, and play together. And so recently in that interview, Trayvon, not Trayvon, excuse me, Stefan Diggs kind of alluded to he said that would be great. It'll, you know, it'll happen. And he kind of says, Yeah, I'm staying here in Buffalo. But maybe <laughs> one day
1: <laughs> I'd love to play together, but I'll be here. So right he's like
0: i he's like I'm here. I'm I'm in Buffalo. I'm I'm staying here in Buffalo. But maybe one day that we'll be able to join forces. And then my mind began to kind of do this weird little thing where I started thinking of situations and scenarios. And I say to myself, hmm, to your great point, Jeff, Trayvon Diggs is coming to the table next after next season. Mm-hmm. He's coming to the table and he's saying, Hey, um, here's what I've done in the last. Cause honestly, 11 is, is, is so far fetched to do a back-to-back 11. If he does back-to-back 11, uh, interception season, you're going to have to pay him thirty million dollars a year. Like, I bet his
1: number will be six or seven. Yeah. So, but which five is still a seven, huge number.
0: Which is a like if you get five, six, that's a huge number, right? right. So he's going to come to the table and and like you said earlier, so we think we all think Steven is horrible at negotiating. But now, in the event that a team like Buffalo makes another deep playoff run and they actually get over the hump and make it. To a super bowl right von miller comes in and he gives them that last bit of super bowl pedigree they needed to get over the hump and now they get to a super bowl and god forbid they win a super bowl could you look at a situation where trayvon looks around and he says you know what guys we don't have the roster makeup to make a significant serious run for a super bowl my brother, who's who's gonna be, of course, Buffalo's, you know, he's gonna be a, a huge advocate for Buffalo, is gonna say, hey, little bro, not only can you come to a franchise where we're going to the playoffs consistently and just won a Super Bowl, or we've been to the Super Bowl, whatever, but you can also play opposite of another all-pro corner in white. And now you two can be the new lockdown corner. We can live together, we can be, we can, we can share, we can have bunk beds. And all that kind of stuff. Oh, hell yeah. All the room for activities. All the room for activities. Yeah. Uh, and they you over there in Dallas anyway. So these are the things that are coming to my mind. And I'm saying, is it is it a possibility that if the duo do, does connect, that they connect in Buffalo?
1: Sure. Uh, I think the only thing that stops that is kind of the reality of how things go in the NFL, which is if the team wants you. They're going to keep you for at least five years. Cause like you're going to come to the table after this season. And they are too. Cause they're gonna be like, dude, cause the Cowboys, here's the thing they will, cause all they do is screw themselves. Like even with Dak, they didn't want to pay what the market said they had to pay. They know corners important and they know Diggs is good. So they'll want to keep him, but they'll do what they do. They'll try to win the negotiation. They'll end up losing the negotiation massively and having to way overpay him later. But like, you could have a bad negotiation after this season and they'd just be like, oh, okay, well, we'll see you when you get here for your fourth year. And then after that, when it's like, all right, free agency, they'd be like, yeah, I know we still can't agree. So um, we're actually just going to franchise tag you one time. So like, yeah, I think if they want to play together, then ultimately they will. But it might be, as, as long as the Cowboys want Trayvon Diggs, it's one, two, three, at least three seasons away. Because you can keep guys as long as you want with them tags. And if they love him, which I'm sure they do, they will. I'd wait a year or two and let's see if Stefan still loves Buffalo. It's cold up there. It's cold I mean, up
0: there. Like Stefan, now granted, he played indoors in Minnesota. Like he's he's literally played all of his professional career in miserably cold places.
1: Yeah, like terrible. That's
0: Minnesota and Buffalo. Like there probably aren't two other colder NFL cities than those two, like combined. you know. Green Bay, maybe uh, Pittsburgh at times. But Buffalo and Minnesota, like Minnesota is bone-chilling cold.
1: Oh, we went there for a Super Bowl, and I never – no, I set foot outside once to get an Uber. Once. Yeah. Because it was that miserable. Like our hotel was inside the Mall of America. I went outside once because people wanted to go to dinner. And I was like, okay, I'll put on every layer I have and I'll run to the Uber. Like, that was is all, uh, that was all I did. That was all I went outside. Now, he's going to end up wanting to be a Cowboy. I, now, one, I wonder when this runs out, because, runs like, Von Miller's from here. And so he even said, like, yeah, I would have played for less for the Cowboys, but not that much less. Uh, but I wonder when that runs out, because, like, Micah Parsons wanted to be drafted by the Cowboys. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all as a person who is 30. I'm 38 now. I, like twenty-year-olds, they can't love the Cowboys. They can't. Like, what is still the draw? I know what the draw was. It's, what is it's, it now? It's just the name. It's the TV. It's the TV. It's 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 when you
0: it's when you're on the outside looking in, and you see like, dog, they on TV every week. You know what I'm saying? You know. And again, like I said earlier, everything about Dallas is always blown up to epic proportions. So when you're yeah. on the outside looking in and you're looking at, you know, you're looking at a team and believe it or not, like a guy like Micah, where he's from, he's still on that East coast kind of love, that East coast, but there's a lot of love for Dallas on the East coast as a, as a Jersey guy.
1: Like, Which is really weird. Cause that's where all your division rivals are. Dude. I know
0: it's, <laughs> it's a weird thing, but like Pennsylvania and Jersey and New York and, 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 and I mean, you, you, you've been to, uh to to washington games and people in 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 the dmv there's this and a lot of it sometimes has to do with people go to those certain places when they're like in the naval situation but there's a ton of love for dallas in those east coast cities man um and so they they see it from the outside looking in and it's like man this looks great the stadium looks great uh, you know, you, they're on all the commercials. They're in all, they're in everything. They're 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 always on ESPN. Like the, the conversation is always about the Dallas Cowboys in every fe, every form of fashion that you look. So you know, guys like Michael Parsons look at them like, man, I want to be drafted by Dallas because I want to go where I saw on TV all the time.
1: Yeah, DJ's World said if they had to choose between Trayvon and CD, they're taking CD, right? Interceptions or not, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Cowboys choose-
0: are always going to be offensive minded.
1: Offense is sexier than defense, and now they do, they actually do. I bet the Cowboys are super happy about the two guys that they do have on defense now because sacks, this is going to sound strange, just muff it for me, guys. Sacks are sexy. It's a weird sentence, but... In football words, it's true. But you're the but you're the but interceptions the are sexy. So the but Cowboys do have two sexy defenders. But you're the guy the that said
0: that sacks are overrated. You you were on the sacks were overrated when everybody was when Tank Lawrence was once the I, hero. I, he I, yeah, yeah, yeah. no,
1: no. Holding like if a dude gets pressures, plays the run well, affects the game in every way, and like literally you give up a yard less per play when he's on the field. Then if he has seven sacks and not eleven. I don't care. He's worth $20 million in that way. Yes, they're overrated, but I'm talking about from the Cowboys perspective, who do they want to keep? They want to keep Zeke because they think that's sexy. Like they think hand the ball to 21. Woo. We're tough. That's sexy. Like, and in that way for Jerry and Steven, Trayvon Diggs catching the football boy, that's sexy. Micah Parsons tackling quarterbacks. That's sexy, but None of that sexy compares to a wide receiver catching touchdowns, especially right. when you have him wearing number eighty-eight. That's right. sexy,
0: because then that then then that comes into a thing that we all talk about when it comes to the Cowboys. It's that business part of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. It's just that thing of a little bit outside of the the whole realm of hey, we want to actually win games for real, for real, and really compete for a championship, or we sh- or I I make it a little bit more horny when they say that I'm still the the richest franchise in the league and I have the top, uh, every year I have the top attendance, uh, in the league and every year we sell the most merch, uh, in the league. So I think sometimes when you look at that, it's like,
1: yeah, we want to win when it's cool. But we don't want to win so much that we're going to replace ourselves with more capable people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I I want to win. But much like me, when I used to play the franchise mode Madden, I also want to win with me in charge. Right. But that's, that's my, no way. my no way. way
0: and win. That's not always the key. But eventually, eventually, eventually that this whole thing will come around. Now, it may be 40 years. It may be 50 years. My good friend Jeffrey Cavanaugh, we may not be here. Sir. I'm just saying to see this thing happen. That's what the great Martin Luther King says. He says, "I may not be here when that thing happens. We may not be here. We're you don't want to? You don't, listen, guy. You may not want to believe this. We are both knocking at the door of forty, and before you know it,
1: we'll yeah, be we're halfway there, there, man.
0: No, we're more than halfway there, my brother. Easy, you we're more than that. halfway there. So we'll be 50. We'll be 50. That's we're, when I'll be
1: halfway there.
0: We're we're, we're marching closer to the grave.
1: I'm day are. 18, no tobacco. I'm going to live till I'm 100 now. I'm killing awesome. And I got, cool linen. Right I got a there. haircut and a linen shirt. I'm going to live forever. So we may not see it one day, but one day
0: they'll get back to the promised land. And they'll be Super Bowl champs again. I don't know. Maybe. when. Maybe the and world Jerry, will. And, and Jerry's going to, I'm willing to bet that Jerry li- outlives all of us.
1: I'm willing to take that bet, and I'm not going to make my prediction because that is incredibly uh, insensitive. But I'll tell you off the air my prediction. And I do wonder: Do you think it'll get better or worse when it's when Jerry's not part of it?
0: Is it a Jones still in charge? It it, like, yes. it has to be. It has yes. to be. Two, it has to be two Jones removed. Jesus. It has to be two Jones removed. They live
1: hard. I, okay, we got to go. <laughs> That's it. No, okay. Uh, that is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Yeah. They do we're though. They love hard.
0: We're talking about. We're talking about. Uh, shy. We're talking about. Uh, what's my man name at Arkansas? The oh, you're boy. just
1: putting. You're just hyping up more levels of entitlement. It ain't gonna get better. I'm hoping that you know sometimes like.
0: This is probably a horrible. Uh, this is probably a horrible reference, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Perfect. You know, you know how like people like like the older people who were like super duper racist back in the day? Yeah. And like their grandkids are like, no, granddad, that's wrong. We are not living that way. And oh, I I'm gonna hire a football that. guy, daddy. You know what I'm saying? And so those kids are probably gonna be like, no, we just wanna travel on the yacht and <laughs> fly on the G5. We don't really want to be at the start every single day, uh, you know, great granddad. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna just let this money roll in and we're gonna let other people do it actually because we're like what are they now like gin I don't even know what gen they are but like we're not into that whole micromanaging thing and we don't really want to be a part of this business because we've seen this business at the family for the last 50 years so we're gonna just hire some folks to do it who know a little bit more than we do and we're gonna collect the 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 the, the and, and benefit from the, the 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 work that you put in we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that
1: I don't want people to hate me like they hated you, Grandpa. Yeah, no, no, Grandpa. <laughs> we're
0: going to go out here and we're going to try to, you know, elude the fentanyl lace stuff and just have a good time and uh, and, and watch football and let someone else do it.
1: I saw a way the, uh, to define our generation now because I forgot what they're called. Technically, I think you and I are elder millennials or geriatric millennials. Uh, but I saw it referred to today in a tweet as the Spice Girls generation. And the reference point was the Spice Girls generation, and that's us, is the only generation that has lived pretty much their whole life with the internet, but also has memories of how it worked without it. Like, that's us, the Spice Girls generation. That is us. Us. That's Jesse Holly, former Cowboys wide receiver. He'll have some parting shots for you. I just want to tell you that, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye. And shout out to Jesse, who the last few weeks, I have loved some of the uh, like tweets you've been sending out that are incredibly positive. Oh, and yeah. I've seen people respond to them saying they literally helped them that day.
0: So That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Eliminate the contingencies. I love you.
1: Peace.